Hello, I'm Mimi Footnip, foot model and host of the Foot Model Podcast. And today I'm talking with foot model Gothic Waifu. Welcome, Gothic Waifu. Hey. Hey. <laughs> so first, I know this is fun, right? So first, yeah. um, tell everyone where they can find you on your socials. Uh, basically all my social handles are the same except for Reddit. So, uh, gothic underscore waifu on instagram gothic underscore waifu mind you gothic is with two c's (laughs) so um that's instagram twitter and then reddit um would be m-i-e underscore s-h-a-y-l-a um that's like an old account (laughs) i need to actually make it gothic waifu so that way it's cohesive okay yes so tell me um what is what does the name gothic waifu mean i'm just so curious waifu okay. sounds kind of like chinese to me i speak a little mandarin oh that's cool yeah <laughs> um no actually it's japanese well okay. it's not really japanese it's like japanglish i want to say um it's like okay so let me start with gothic because gothic is spelled with two c's obviously i like things that are gothic or of the alternative nature and I've been, like, wearing things since I was, like, in the fifth grade before it was cool. Like, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I like gothic things. And I'm thick. I ain't no twig. So I put two C's <laughs> on the on the end of gothic. And then underscore, you know, I had to, I could, I had to make a space somehow. So, and then waifu is because I love anime so much. And I feel like I'm a waifu, and a waifu is a is a is a top tier term for um you know how like you have like your anime you know your video game or cartoon crush. Well, there's anime no. crush. No, <laughs> no you never had one. Okay. So I'm I'm Gen X. I'm I'm kind of like out of the loop of the whole anime thing. So so educate. you never had a crush on a fictional character. Enlighten me. No, I had a crush on like like the lead singer of Duran Duran in the 80s you know okay different well, generation I mean, different generation so I mean me- okay you had you had a crush on that guy all right same thing he would be husbando because that's who you want you like so much you like low-key want to marry that person like oh I got it okay totally yeah yeah, yeah it's like it's your a term like that crush, yeah, right? yeah 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 so you're I was 12. like 12 you're 12 years old and it's yeah like, okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, um, yeah, I decided, you know, um, yeah, I might as well just be a waifu. I love anime and I feel like I'm awesome like that. So, yeah. So that's your, that's your foot model identity as well. It kind of crosses mm-hmm. over. That is my, yep, that is my thing. That is how I came up with that name. Okay, that's, that's amazing. So now tell me about foot modeling how did you I mean did you stumble into it did you I mean how did you get in how did you get started in foot modeling I kind of already knew foot modeling was a thing um I I don't know I just kind of heard about it and it was just it was just a thing but I kind of like put it at the back of my head because I was like eh, I mean it's cool but like I didn't wasn't really considering doing it until I actually discovered Findonk and also the um, overwhelming amount of YouTube videos that were just on, you know, talking about feet, feet modeling. I was like, okay, feet modeling sounds cool. I might want to do that. You know, I don't know. And then I heard Findom and I was like, oh, I want to do that. <laughs> 
but I knew the type of fandom that I wanted to be. I was like, okay, no, I need a following. I need some type of, you know, audience because, you know, I do. So I, I decided I'm going to do feet modeling first, get an audience from that. People who, you know, like me and want to follow me on that journey into fandom, basically. So yeah. tell us, uh, what is fandom? Fandom is financial domination. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Um, for oh, oh, man goodness I, it's hard how do you try and put that into like a description okay so basically a dominatrix but um instead of it just being a power exchange like you know dominant submissive how it would be in a regular dominant submissive like dominatrix submissive um relationship there's also not just a power exchange but there's the exchange of money so she is dominating not just you in your headspace, but your wallet. And I like the idea of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I, I think money is, um, for so many people, represents power and autonomy and things that, you know, if you give up your money, you're kind of giving up control your of your power. Yeah, so I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. Um, i asking kind of for clarification for for listeners who maybe haven't heard that word before mm-hmm. um and so it's kind of like a tangent of would you say the bdsm community in a sense oh yeah yeah no it's definitely okay. came from the bdsm community it has the same practices everything is safe saying consensual um and both parties are consenting it's not i i know i keep seeing a lot of people are portraying it like women are bullying men or trying to like um you know, just are these monsters. And it's like, no, that's, that's not, (laughs) they come to us for these services. Like they want this, like they want some of this, like, so no, this is, this is not us taking advantage of a dude or anything. We don't push anyone past their limits or, um, and we discuss all those limits before anything even starts. We have to make sure that everyone is in the right headspace and is practicing the right practices. Mm-hmm. Okay, so would you say that, you know, like, the guys who participate in this type of kink or fetish, I mean, they get off on it? They definitely do. Yeah, they definitely do. They, they The part that they get off on, I know a lot of people are probably hearing this, and they're just like, how are dudes just getting off on giving you money? And I'm like, I, I don't know, I can't tell you, I don't know, I'm not them. But you know, it is a thing. And they do get sexual gratification from it. So do you get sexual gratification from getting money, getting their money? Sort of. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sort of. Sort of. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I've noticed, um, cause I just made the transition. So it's not like I've had too many people yet, but, um, the people that I have had, usually it's, it's not really like a, a sexual thing for me but I do like watching dudes do humiliating things. It is funny to me. Like it's, <laughs> hilarious but you know that's the whole point they get off and I get to laugh so right and I guess in a sense your amusement Mm -hmm. um, over their humiliation is kind of a form of getting off I mean it's definitely definitely (laughs) plays into that all right so do you I'm gonna get personal do you practice BDSM in your personal relationships with partners no (laughs) Not that I wouldn't. Um, I just haven't really had a chance to. (laughs) 
I mean, I've, I've like, I had a friend and like, we would practice Shabari, but like, you know, that's not, nah, I wasn't anything like that, but I would like to, but just to experiment. It's not like, you know how some people are just like, they discover BDSM and it becomes their life. Um, I don't really know if that could really be me on that level. I just kind of feel like, you know, it's fun to practice every once in a while, but as long as we go over over everything first because, you know, things can happen. People can get hurt. Let's just not push that limit. So more of like a casual BDSM. Right, for sure. I mean, I think that is, you know, I'll use this opportunity to plug consent because I seem to do this in every single episode. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of consent. It's pretty much my number one rule. Um, consent, consent, consent. Um, and don't get outside of your, you know, even if somebody's asking for something that you're not experienced in, you have, I mean, some of these things can be dangerous and and harmful. So um, not if practiced properly, the risk is probably pretty minimal, but if you don't know what you're doing Mm -hmm. and you don't have like an experienced teacher guiding you, you can get yourself and your partner into trouble. So yes, be safe and careful. I totally, I'm totally on board with that. Um, BDSM is, is cool. Um, just do it well, do it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, um, so you got started, it was on your radar. Um, and, and you, and what, how did you start on Twitter, on Instagram? I mean, I actually how- started on Omegle. What is that? Oh, Okay. What so is Omegle that? Is, is a um it's a chat site. Like it's a random chat site. Like you go to omegle.com, you click like text or video because you can video chat with people or you can text chat with people and it connects you to random people, basically. They do have like a little section where you can put what you want to talk about. So I mm-hmm. put like feet, foot fetish, foot model, um, selling feet pics, uh, foot dom. I put I put random keywords in there. And I would patrol Omegle day and night. And I found actually three people that were that were off of there. And two became regulars, but then they ended up dropping off of the face of the earth. And then Omegle ended up starting like monitoring. Like I've noticed they've started to care, which is just weird because, you know, all these years Omegle never cared. But they started monitoring, I want to say, my Wi-Fi connection, and it hindered me from actually using Omegle as a resource. And so then I was like, you know what? I found three people off of Omegle. I may as well just go all in. So I went all in in April, and I made my Twitter. I transitioned my real Twitter to my work Twitter. And um, I already had the, um, I already had my Instagram. I just needed to like put it back up essentially because it was blank for the longest time because uh, I previously used it for when I was doing explicit content but I stopped so <laughs> tell me about the explicit content yeah, yeah. You, you, you would think that would be doing better actually no it was a lot worse I um okay so I have to start from the beginning Um, I was at a regular job, regular vanilla job. I was, um, a parking lot attendant and they basically were either going to fire me or I had to leave because there was new, a new, uh, corporate was coming down and they were basically cleaning house. 
And the way they were cleaning house was they were going to point the finger at you for something that you didn't do. So I was like, this is bullshit. So I decided to quit um, because I'm not going to put up with that. People accusing me of no. And my mom decided, screw it. I'm going back to porn. So I was like, all right, then. So we decided to go on this journey of trying to seek self-employment. So I was trying to like um, initially make yarn tails. I was thinking about selling cosplay costumes. I was thinking about um, little arts and craft things that I could do. But then I realized that large scale, if I started getting in supply and demand may not work out. I don't have a printer. I couldn't save up for a printer. We're broke AF. And I was like, okay, so I got to figure something out. And that's, that's when I was like, okay, well, maybe I could just start selling content. So I did the explicit content. I want to say uh, like June or July of 2019. And I went until I completely stopped in October. And I made less than $100. Um, I just got a bunch of scammers, a bunch of time wasters. And now looking back on it, I think Maybe it was a lack of um, knowledge on how to market myself on why I didn't do so well. But I was putting out some fire content and nobody was trying to buy it. So I was like, you know what? These people don't deserve me like this. I don't, I don't, I just don't. I'm not going to put my, literally my, not just my soul. Because I feel like a lot of people don't understand when you make content, you're not just making content. You are putting a really big piece of you out there. It's like an artist that's making a painting for a gallery. You are putting so much of yourself into your content and to have that thrown back in your face every day, it's just like, it's, it's awful. So I was just like, you know what? No, they don't deserve it. So I just decided I stopped everything. And then I started looking at more feet modeling um, things. And I was like, okay, well that doesn't sound as bad as, you know, not only aren't people going to buy it, but they're seeing my naked body everywhere. So I figured, well, feet. Yeah. So That's- when you say, I, I, I have to ask, when you say um, throwing it back at you or throwing it. What, what do people you mean are people are just so they scrutinize you so much. And it's mm-hmm. like they, yeah. it's like not only are you not buying, but you're here to insult me. You're here to talk down on me. You think that I'm dirty. You think all these things about me just because you didn't get your way. Just because you didn't get free content, just because. And there were people that weren't even inquiring about content that were me. The comments that you would get under your posts for absolutely no reason, it's j- just for existing and for making content. It's like they look at you lower than dirt like lower than scum and it's like I don't understand like you are consuming the content that we are making so really what does that say about you too if I'm scum you are <laughs> it's really interesting I mean I'm I'm assuming that most of the uh, you know probably a hundred percent of those comments came from men oh yeah 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 um, I, there's definitely um you know, there's definitely a misogynistic streak definitely. that runs that runs through some of this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I find, and I'm curious if if this is your experience as well. Um, I find that different platforms 
um, have different types of interactions. So for example, on Instagram, the, the comments there tend to be very like, um, full of praise and adoration and very kind generally. Um, on YouTube, however, I have a YouTube channel. <laughs> and um, yeah, I was actually watching your YouTube this morning. <laughs> I tried to get caught up on all your videos. You're great. You're, uh, I really was enjoying it. Um, but my, I put little like teaser clips on YouTube. You know, I don't put my full length content there, but I sometimes I do. Every once in a while, I'll pop like a full length video on YouTube. But um, often it's just like a, you know, maybe a minute, one to two minute video. Um, and all I get is criticism and demands. You should do this. You should do it this way. You should be wearing that instead. You should, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's never, I shouldn't say never. It feels it feel like, it, yeah, it feels like never. I do get nice comments. I do get people that say things like, oh, that was great. Or I really loved that. But it feels like for every one of those nice comments, I get like a whole bunch of dislikes on the videos and then I get a bunch of like demanding entitled and I think if like why are you coming back to my channel like why are you watching these videos every time I post a video immediately I get like two to three like dislikes yeah like uh, like why are you here <laughs> I don't I don't even get it yeah, it's I mean, it's fine. I've gone I've I, for a while I turned off commenting and I've turned it back on and I kind of am just at a place where I just, you know, OK, that's your that's your opinion. I do this for me um, and I'm happy with what I'm producing and I'm always striving to improve it. So I try to I try to like pick out the constructive criticism that's kind of packaged up in this really entitled asshole kind of comment. Mm -hmm. Um, And I try to think, okay, you know, maybe, maybe that would be an interesting way to do it or something, but uh, you know, I try to try to keep an open mind, but also protect my, my feelers, you know, because it's like, you're right. This is personal and you're putting a part of yourself out into the world and for people to just attack it you know I also paint I Mm -hmm. and I've had like art exhibit exhibitions I've done shows for other artists and when I first started that I'm going off on a tangent now but when I first started that my biggest fear was that people would come to my gallery opening and criticize my paintings and after like a couple of shows I realized oh people actually are really nice and they keep their, their, you know, if they have kind of critical nasty comments or thoughts, they just keep them to themselves. They would never like walk up to an artist and say, Oh, this really sucks. But for some reason online, people feel totally in the right to do that too. It's the anonymity aspect. Yes. And I think um, sex workers get even more of that. We get the Um, brunt of it. Yeah with um you know more like misogynist leaning dudes so i'm sorry that you've experienced that with your fee content what's the reaction or how's the reception been actually when i first started it was worse <laughs> really yes really? I, I the fee, fee community especially on reddit they fucking savage <laughs> okay i'm not on reddit so that was i i was watching your youtube videos And I was taking notes, actually. And I'm like, I'm going to ask her about Reddit. Yeah. Because you said that that's like an absolute necessary, like you cannot succeed without Reddit. And then you went on to talk about like how 
the Reddit community is kind of a pain in the ass and there's all these rules and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it sounds awful. Like, do I really need it to succeed? Um, here's why I say you kind of do, and I need to get on the Reddit train. The only reason I haven't is because of the people that are there and the type of community that it is. Um, because apparently it's a buyer market. Any girl that I've talked to that is actually successful, because I know a lot of people think I'm super successful, but to be honest, no, I'm struggling. Okay. (laughs) Followers don't mean nothing. Like, I don't mean like they're not they're not meaning full. I just mean that it, it doesn't mean that I'm actually getting, that does not amount what my success is. So, you know, I appreciate my followers and I thank you if you are following me, but you know, I, I wouldn't say that that speaks for what my success actually is. So um, with Reddit, it's just like, oh my gosh, Reddit, any successful girl who is consistently making an income She has a Reddit or she's on there at least consistently, at least once a day posting in multiple Reddits. Um, You know, those girls, I hate to say it, but they pretty much are just like posted up on their phone on Reddit. And that's one of their main money makers. Explain to me how this works, because I don't Reddit. Okay. Okay, my understanding and you can you can correct me here because I really don't know. I've never really used Reddit. I thought Reddit was just like a forum for like a discussion forum. I mean, yeah, no. I know. Okay. I know. I never really <laughs> used Reddit like that anyway. I actually um, made a Reddit because I saw an axolotl video and I wanted to talk to the person who was selling the axolotls or was doing the air the the care about them and things like that. So that's initially why I made my Reddit. And I talked to her, she gave me a guide and I looked at my laws in California, which we're not able to have them, which is sad. Um, so um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Um, and then I never used it for like three years and then I only started using it for this. So basically Reddit is like, um, how do you equate Reddit to anything? I, um, maybe like a, no, not even like a Tumblr. It is like a forum. It's like a forum. But uh, a forum that has all these little other forums within it and all those little other forums within it are the things that you are posting to. So like, um, okay, there's a feet community on Reddit, but within the feet community, there is all these subreddits and the subreddits have their own individual rules. And you have to read all those individual rules for all those different subreddits and abide by all those rules. Now, which makes what makes Reddit difficult for models. And if any of the mods on Reddit are listening, please listen and please don't get mad. Listen up. <laughs> okay. Here is why it's really hard. Not only do we have all these rules, it's we have all these stunting rules talking about how if you're a seller, you can't sell. And if um, you have a watermark on your pictures, you need to remove it. And all these things that just stunt you and slap you in the face pretty much about, you know, it's like, how dare you say, want to say that this content is yours? You can't say that this content is yours. Like, what? I worked for this. Okay. I worked for this. Um, they come up with all these rules that are just like, don't put a watermark. Nobody wants to see your, or nobody wants to steal your pictures. They're tacky. They literally put that in there. 
They literally say that. <laughs> and then they, they, they are telling you sometimes I saw on a Reddit one time, you have to shave your legs. I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> You're going to tell me what I'm going to do with my body. What? So they have all these ridiculous rules that are, you know, fine. You don't want people to clearly state on the subreddit. Hey, I'm selling feet pics. Fine. You have the right to control that. But as soon as you say, not even on your own profile, your own Reddit profile, you can't have anything about selling. How are you in control of that? Why is that? Why are you trying to dictate what I put on my own Reddit profile? Like, oh, what? See, the, like, I don't do well with rules people telling and, you what to do. Yes, I'm the person that tells you what to do. Exactly. Okay? <laughs> in my world, like, I'm the person that makes the rules, right? I make yep. the podcast, I make the whatever, yep. like, I make the content. I mean, yeah, I even turned down customs because I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, like, I want to do what I want to do. And I'm pretty Same. stubborn. Yeah, pretty stubborn. I mean, so I think maybe for me, it's just best that I avoid Reddit because I think I would probably not be making friends there unless I decided to start my own subreddit. But I really don't know enough about it at this point. Me and the just... girls have actually um, some of some there's like this OG group that I've been with since I started and we all decided Screw all the mods because all the six mods, pretty much, there's six mods that run all the feet um, groups. So if you get banned from one, you inadvertently get banned from all of them. Are they all guys? Yep. How about that? I know, right? So we hmm. decided we're going to make a buyer-seller Reddit group and we were going to um, verify the model so that way buyers can't come back and be like, she's not real. Nah, 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 nah. Cause you know how you know how you know how they are. So, um, yeah, we decided we we're gonna make our own Reddit, but it's not taken off the ground at all. It's kind of pretty much dead. I think I'm the only mod that is really consistent. Like I know a few of my other mods, they they do go in there and they do do things, but I think we've all kind of just like, cause nobody's on there. And then on top of that, the sellers that are on there feel a little entitled. Like, I've verified with all these other subreddits. How come I can't just come in here and post? And it's like, sweetie, this is my subreddit. <laughs> right. I don't They're know like you. little clubs or something. Like, each yeah. Has its own little, like, club or something. Yeah. That's what it sounds like, anyway, to me. Pretty like, much. I'm kidding. If, if that okay. helps you think of it that way, yeah. That's okay. pretty much what so it is. Tell everyone where we can, how we can get on your subreddit. It sounds like a cool space. It you. is. Okay. Let's get some people there. It is. But oh gosh, I, I wish I knew it. I wish I knew it by heart. Hold on. Let me let me go to Reddit right now. If you um <laughs> if you want, just send me a link and I'll put it in the show notes. Okay, let me let me get it. So it's right, I'm already on it. Okay. Okay. It is oh. Beat Lovers Haven. No, 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 no. Where's the oh gosh, the mod mail is awful on here. Okay. Foot fetish haven. Foot fetish haven. haven. Yep. Backslash okay. R foot slash foot, foot fetish haven. Okay. I didn't actually come up with the name either. That's the other thing. There's been a bunch of drama with that subreddit on that. I know a lot of people are going to be like, why don't you know your own subreddit thing? <laughs> because it wasn't mine to begin with, but um, it got handed down to me. So yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, we'll check it out. So 
um, you can go on there if you're a seller or a buyer and connect, right? Mm -hmm. That's the Mm -hmm. idea. That is the point. Like a little marketplace. Oh, yeah. I love that. (laughs) Okay. And so you also... When I was listening to your YouTube, you ha- you have some really nice videos that are advice videos for new people. And I want to kind of tap into your thoughts and knowledge and wisdom about, about advice. You were talking about Twitter, too. Oh, yeah. And you're sort of hating on Instagram a little bit, which I get. Instagram <laughs> is kind of... Difficult! Kind of... Yeah, it's not a super... Like, I feel like the users are really, really friendly and kind and supportive, but the platform itself kind of hates foot models it's like there's this out to get foot models thing happening on instagram Mm -hmm. and um so you were talking about twitter i have a hard time maneuvering around twitter it's it it's not my strong suit as far as neither is tumblr i have a tumblr too and i just i suck at social media so tumblr for me i'm like i used to have my personal tumblr and i'm like trying to think about because I was talking to cute webbies and she was like, yeah, I get on Tumblr. And I was like, okay, so I have to get back into my Tumblr game. I was trying to look and see, you know, how people are getting noticed. And it's kind of difficult on Tumblr. So I'm going to need to do some more research. But I could see. Well, you know, I'm going to just jump in and say um, t- uh, cute webbies told told me and told everyone and I think the s- maybe first or second podcast that um, Tumblr is a great place for BDSM content and that's mm-hmm. where the BDSM folks tend to hang and that's where um, and she connected me to goddess Tracy 76 and she started on Tumblr and she's got some great book content too oh. um, so connect with her and um, and cute webbies too is on there um, I basically don't really know how to use Tumblr. Occasionally I upload something, but mostly I reblog other like cute webbies or Goddess Tracy 76. Um, <laughs> so if you're on there, find me. And, and um, I, I just don't really get it. Definitely. I I'll don't let you really know. get it. So I'll Twitter, find I mean, Twitter, you were talking about engagement groups. And I wanted mm-hmm. to ask about that too, because um, I, when I, I kind of stumbled into foot modeling by accident (laughs) I didn't I didn't even really know that this was a thing so for the first like maybe couple of months that I was doing this people were dming me on insta asking like if I did customs and if they could buy my socks and I was like what like what are you like I didn't really know or if I did sessions and I'm like what's a session I have no idea um so for a while I just kind of ignored people and didn't know how to answer and just didn't know what to do um and then there was this whole then twitter you know i was like okay i'm figuring out that this is there's an opportunity people want to want my feet so okay so i'll make a tumblr and and twitter or whatever and i I'm kind of lost out there. So I'm wondering, like, what are engagement groups? How can they help someone like me? Or can they? Or am I just a lost cause? Um, new people that are that are lost and confused, trying to find their way in the foot world. Um, okay, so engagement groups, uh, they actually kind of have a bad rep. And I feel like I've had some bad experiences with engagement groups. But overall, generally speaking, they are pretty helpful. And the reason they're pretty helpful is not only do you get to have community, which, you know, I look forward to talking to you guys in the engagement group every freaking day, (laughs) even if you feel like your questions are 
because so, I have some girls that are like, oh, this is probably a stupid question. And I'm like, no, it's not a stupid question. I'd much rather you ask. Um, <laughs> um, but other than, you know, providing community for sellers, it really helps um, because you're supposed to be sending your tweets in the engagement groups for people to actually engage with. So whether that's a comment, whether that's a retweet, whether it's a like, you know, I personally like everybody's tweet in the chat period. Everyone gets a like. Um, I've noticed I had to become more stingy with my retweets because um, I used to retweet like crazy and it drowned out my own content. And I felt like my profile was more everybody else than myself. So now I'm choosy with what I retweet, but I'm still going to like, and I'm still going to comment. And that brings your engagement up, which lets buyers know that, oh, people like this girl. Oh, oh. So then they start to look at you a little more. Other sellers start to look at you a little more. And sometimes they want to, you know, retweet your thing. And it, all it takes is for the right person to retweet something or comment on something or like something. And it can help you out. And somebody may end up in your DMs that is a buyer or, um, it just gets you out there more. Um, same with the threads that you see on Twitter, like the the sex worker train, follow train, or, or like drop your links below those ones. I wouldn't say that they are um, super, super, super helpful, but they do give you exposure. I feel like um, people are able to see you when you comment under those and when you are in engagement groups because different audiences get to see you. It's not the same audience over and over and over again. So that's why okay. engagement groups are very important. Um, and also how you post on Twitter. There's a method. And <laughs> tell us the method. I, I will. And I'm actually going to do a video about it. That was already in the works anyway. Okay. I was going to do like a tutorial on how you do it. So um, what I would say is go look at people who do what you do and go look at what their um, keywords are. Do not copy and paste their keywords, <laughs> okay? Don't copy it word for word, copy, you know, copy the keywords, but look at also grab from another model, grab from another model, rearrange them, see which keywords actually apply to your content and which don't, which, um, you know, which fit you. Pick the ones that fit you. Don't just pick the ones that get engagement or, or whatever, because, Somebody is going to see that keyword and think that that's what you do. And then they're going to DM you like, oh, so you're so you're a Findom. No, no, no. I just used the hashtag. Oh. So then you just lost someone. That was kind of a little pointless. You want to use useful keywords and um, put those in your posts. And then on top of that, you don't want to. Apparently, I'm learning you're not supposed to be using the same keywords. So try and switch it up every once in a while. Like, you know, delete a keyword put another keyword. Um, there's different things, but either way, don't put any links. Don't put any hashtags. Don't use hashtags. You will get shadow banned at some point. <laughs> don't do really? it. You're putting no a target and no, hashtags. you're putting a target on your back. Don't do it. Twitter's algorithm is crazy and they will shadow ban you. Don't do it. Hashtags. I know they work to get you out there and people do see you, but keywords are the same thing as hashtags. So the keywords, it's like, think of it as a hashtag, but don't actually put the hashtag. You know oh, what I mean? So interesting. It's so interesting to me. I Twitter is like, I, I don't know. It's like a foreign. And then there's more. It's like a, there's more. Okay. There's more. Happen. 
Okay. So in the, in, the, in the second tweet, because um, I, I don't know if a lot of you guys know that you can add another tweet, but to the right of your screen, usually when you're making a tweet, you, there's a little plus sign. That means add a tweet. You want to click that. And then you want to put at the bottom whatever link. So like your OnlyFans link or your um, uh, anything that you want to link, that's where that would go. But also what needs to be in your second tweet are retweet pages. Now you need to find retweet pages that actually retweet content, the like content that you do. So if you're a foot mom, you need to look for foot retweet pages. If you're a fandom, you need to look for fandom retweet pages. If you're a femdom, you need to look for femdom retweet pages. And femdom and fandom kind of are the same retweet pages. But whatever you do, find retweet pages that you know do what you do. Make sure you put them in the second tweet. Also, make sure that you follow each of those retweet pages because sometimes they won't retweet you if you don't follow them um sometimes it's it's like they won't get the mention or something like that there's usually some type of discrepancy if you don't follow them so follow all of them tag them in your tweet in the second tweet okay you you're that's like blowing my mind I'm just sitting here going really oh my gosh Okay, it helps. Okay, I'm. So that I'm way, have to go back and listen to this again, and and have and listen to, like break down those instructions. Okay. Um, so it's like, a, let me see if like you 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 do your tweet, and then you there's a button or something you click on the right that says add a tweet, and then yeah. that's where you can you just link to re like retweet pages or your OnlyFans link yep. or whatever other links you want to add. Yeah. A link to your website. You have a website. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Thank uh, you. And you know what's really cool is you can purchase pre-mades right off your website. Mm-hmm. Well actually uh, technically you have to call you have to contact me first. So it, it um I wish I could show you. But um I'll show I'll show you later because I could screen record. But when you click, you know how I have my buttons there, right? Uh-huh. Each of those buttons is going to take you to another landing page with instructions on how to purchase. Because the site is actually done with Google Sites, I can't, you know, it's not like a storefront. So you are going to have to email me. It it tells you it has a contact button. Email me first. Tell me what you want. Come back to this page. Say that you agree to the terms and agreements. And then it takes you, for Cash App anyway, it takes you to my Cash App to pay me directly but after you've contacted me first. So, so why, why must they contact you first? What? Because, um, so, okay, so there's a, there's a shop. Okay, so here's the difference between Shopify, like stuff like that. Shopify is a storefront. It's a, um, it's a, what, what, what is that called? What is that called? Uh, marketplace, no, no, e-commerce, e-commerce. Okay. okay, so you can, you can have a whole store on Shopify and you'll have clickable buttons and they will actually, you'll be able to purchase it off that site. For me, because I'm a foot model and it's considered adult work, there aren't too many websites that will let you be on their sites like that. Like Shopify, I don't think allows adult content creators to actually be on there. I, I don't know. So, you know, um, I'm not sure, but I can't pay for Wix. I can't pay for, um, what's the other one? Squarespace. Yeah, I'm trying to do this on a budget. <laughs> right, right. So, so I had to, I had to make it work with my budget. So I, I decided, you know, hey, let me just do a Google Sites, and I'll just make it to where people have to contact me in order to purchase things. So that way, that's why things work through Cash App and Google Pay. I still have to add the Venmo button, 
like um, that's why it works that way because those sites will actually they have that technology to do that Google sites which is what my site is done with it doesn't allow you to do that so I had to shimmy my way around it right so if you're selling directly like from a shopping like a e-commerce platform um, mm-hmm. they're gonna want to take a cut right I mean it kind of that's yeah. what it comes down to whether they're charging you like some kind of monthly thing or some kind of like percent of sales but mm-hmm. um, you've, you've that's a nice workaround and your website looks great I really, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it looks really good. It looks really, really nice. Um, and it's gothicwaifu.com or d- what? what's your it's, domain? It's really long. I don't even memorize it. It's like sites.google. or google slash gothic underscore waifu.com. It's really long. It's, okay, send me the link and I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, it's in my all my links. Yeah, put it or and it's on all your links on Twitter. Okay, okay, good. You're yeah. easy to find, I think. Yeah, you're out Pretty there. Easy to find. You're, yeah. you're everywhere. Okay. Am I really? <laughs> well, I, I found you on YouTube. Um, well, and you I found actually, me on YouTube? No, that's not totally true. I found you. I mean, uh-huh. I I met you. Um, Cute Webby's was doing a live stream on Instagram and you, you popped in with her and oh, I, yeah, saw okay. you, I saw your live with cute webbies and I, and then afterwards cute webbies messaged me and she's like, you should totally have Gothic waifu on your podcast. And I was, I said, I was thinking the same thing because I just really liked, I just really liked what you were doing. So Yay. then I went and researched you and oh, I okay. snooped around and like saw a, an interview you did with, um, like peace and uh, soul. yes peace and soul podcast and then um and i saw your and then i found your youtube channel and then it turns out we we're in this this group on on twitter together i guess it's mm-hmm. an engagement group see i didn't even really know oh yeah see about. oh my gosh you didn't know it was an engagement group i'm just like hey friends <laughs> <laughs> How'd you end up in so there? I just like in the last like 24 hours or so figured out like, oh, I'm supposed to be liking and retweeting people. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mainly liking and commenting. That's that's the main thing I want to say. Liking and commenting. Be careful with who you retweet. You don't want to drown yourself out. And that's not like a like a t- I, I hope nobody takes that personally. But genuinely, I do want to support. But at the same time, I really have to get myself out there, too. <laughs> Right, right. You have to. You have, I mean, we're all we're all here, kind of trying to do the same thing, and yeah. Um, and we all have different stuff to offer, right? I mean, um, mm-hmm. it's it's not like, um, it doesn't feel like a competition necessarily, which is inter- interesting because when I first started this, I was like, I don't want to follow. I don't. I don't want all these foot models following me. Like, get away! <laughs> you guys are my competition. Like, shoot, scram. <laughs> And then after a while, I was like, oh, they're my allies and my friends. And yeah. like, these are the my most valuable connections. Nobody's are, coming are for your neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But at first, I mean, like I was saying before, I kind of stumbled into it accidentally. And then uh, I just was kind of, I didn't, I'm finding my way. And that's part of the whole podcast thing is as I'm finding my way in this, I want to share my journey and, you know, kind of pump the community for their knowledge and, and experience and information. Um, and I was having a lot of conversations with cute webbies. She was really kind of my mentor from, from Aww. the get go. Um, yeah. There's a, there's an, in, uh, Instagrammer, um, guy that paints his toes. 
he's um, that's his handle, his Instagram handle guy that paints his toes. And he, we were following each other. We can't remember how we got connected, but he connected me to cute webbies and was like, she's my number one favorite foot girl. You, you know, you should be following her. She's amazing. So I did. I was like, You're right. She's amazing. Yeah, she is. <laughs> I, I, yeah. And I reached out to her with a few questions and I was blown away with how generous she was with her time and her mm-hmm. knowledge and just how open she was with everything. I mean, we talked about pricing. I mean, she was super helpful. Yeah. So I thought, you know, I'm like learning so much. I should just share it with the whole community. And then <laughs> I started this podcast. I'm not, you know, I've never really done podcasting. So um, this is, I'm learning podcasting as well that's amazing Um, (laughs) so I saw you on her live and I was thinking the same thing and after she said yeah you should have gothic waifu on the the podcast and I thought yes I'm vibing with that exact same idea and here we are so thank you so much for coming on and talking yeah yeah it's really cool so I so then I found your your um YouTube and you you have some Um, videos about advice you kind of you and I sort of have the same idea of like let's put it out there and yeah kind of get the truth out too I mean there are some videos about kind of hyping up foot modeling like you can make thousands of dollars and yeah that's what my real reality and expectations videos was about dispelling all that because it's not true (laughs) like I feel like everybody else came in and they uh, you know it used to be good like a few months ago I feel like last year before the before the pandemic you know yeah you could have made it as a foot model and you could have made it big but because there's an influx of all these girls coming in now all the fleet buyers have like this um, vast array of girls to choose from so you kind of get lost in the mix okay and realistically it's just not I don't even think before the pandemic it was really realistic to believe that you were going to make thousands off of your feet so I just wanted to you know take the rose-colored glasses off of everybody and just be like look this is my reality this is what I deal with every day this is what I'm seeing other girls are dealing with every day so I just I just want to mentally get you in that headspace of this is reality. This is what it means to actually be a foot model right now in this day and age. For sure. It's a labor of love. It's definitely not a get rich quick scheme. No, all. not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Let's <laughs> just say that. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not. So what other advice do you have? I mean, let's let's hear it. Mm, Someone starting I, out. I mean, one. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I, I want to circle back around to, so I'll say it just in case I forget, because I mm-hmm. tend to forget, is um, you talked about pricing, and you're talking about, like, no more of this $5 mentality. You know, I hate yes, it. the $5 mentality. So I want to <sighs> talk about that, but go ahead and give us your advice, and then we'll get to the $5 mentality stuff. If you are, if you are a new foot model, get all your pages together, go on. I think this is probably what everyone's gonna say make sure you look on twitter look on instagram look on uh tumblr i guess look on reddit see if your username is available everywhere use the same username get your watermark ready um i have a video on my youtube on how to do that i have a video on how to place it on your pictures for that i'm eventually gonna do one for video because i know a lot of girls ask me um Get your watermark ready. Um, also get um, get an aesthetic in your head. Get an aesthetic in your head of how you want to portray yourself on all your social media. What is going to be your brand? And that's 
really, really, really important. And it's still something that I'm struggling with. So um, make sure you have it in your head. Make sure you have it clear what you want to do and what you want to portray. Um, also, make sure that you um, get in engagement groups on Twitter. Read up on how to um, work these sites. Like kind of, kind of, you would have to jump in a little bit, but make sure you're getting knowledge from everybody. Ask questions. Don't don't just sit there lost. Ask people things. Um, I know for FinDom it's a little difficult. <laughs> if you're a foot FinDom like me, you're going to be a little intimidated to ask a uh, foot FinDom. Um, try it anyway. Be respectful. Ask questions. Get out there. Um, but also make sure that you are consistent. Don't um, just put one picture up one time a day and think that it's going to get engagement. It is not going to go anywhere. Okay, it's not going to. You need to be posting so many times a day. It is ridiculous. It is. So, it's way better to post more than less. It's way better to post more. So you're constantly saturating yourself. That's what you want to do. Saturate the market with you. <laughs> That's actually um, what I did when I started. Was I just posted a lot, like yeah. three, four, five video clips. I, I like doing videos more than photos. Me too. So um, I just posted video clips on my Instagram all day long and I was doing it like I said not really thinking that I could sell feet um, I was kind of doing it for more like artsy fartsy like I'm gonna be expressive with my feet <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of my early videos are really goofy um, <laughs> but anyway That's cute. Um, but it's yeah I, I feel like that um really does help get traction and when you start getting some traction like followers and comments and engagement on your socials it, it feels good you're like oh okay people are noticing you know maybe they're not buying anything the first you know days or weeks but you're starting to kind of build relationships with people I noticed some some foot models come in um I don't know if they're new or how new they are but um kind of there's this and I don't know if it's part of their their foot model persona or if it's the real deal, but kind of entitled and kind of bitchy. Like, why, you know, people should be paying me. Um, well, I, I can't speak for them because I am not them. So, right. right. <laughs> um, but my assumption is um, a lot of people don't know that there's a difference between Fendom and feet. They think it's the same thing. And they think that that's what they have to do in order to get the money. And I'm like, no, no, no. But modeling is separate. Findom is separate. They're two different things. If you want to be a foot Findom, you can do that. But if you want to just be a foot model, because there are some girls that were doing the bossy thing, but they were like, I don't like it. And it's like, don't do it. And they're like, oh, I don't have to? <laughs> like, yeah, no, you don't have to not a thing you don't have to do that that's not a requirement um but also I feel like the two worlds that's why I picked feet the two worlds kind of do collide with each other because um if you think about it from a dominant dominant uh dominant perspective um why are you going to give these dudes you yourself like why, why are you going to do no they're beneath you that's that's the image that you're trying to that's what you're trying to put out there no that's not, no, you're not on my level. This is what you get, which is my feet. So that's why I feel like those two worlds kind of go hand in hand um, a little bit. But also 
for the girls that are really just destructive, I bet you they just saw a video and was like, that's what I'm going to do. That's how I'm going to secure this bag. And they think they're going to secure this bag. And then they are wrong. Those girls, lost cause. Yeah, really no telling how successful they, they are or not. I mean, follower numbers mean really nothing. It doesn't, like you mm-hmm. said um, earlier, you kind of um, alluded to the fact that it doesn't necessarily define your income. success. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just having huge, I mean, people can buy followers too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, so um, FinDom, I want to talk about that a little bit. So that, and then we'll get back to that $5 thing. I definitely want to talk about the $5. Yeah, yeah. But, but let me drink some tea because I've got a little, uh, okay. Um, FinDom, it seems like just in my, uh, you know, short time that I've been in the foot modeling community, it does seem like people who have a niche or a niche, however you want to pronounce it, um, like Findom or like, um, I don't know, I do a lot of pedal pumping mm-hmm. um, and crushing. I like crushing, pedal pumping, and I like dangling. Um, but whatever your thing is, like do that thing and, and kind of have a specialty versus being all over the place what are your thoughts about that for new people um I just kind of feel like with niches even me right now I'm just kind of like okay well I know a niche is something that you should definitely look at and definitely uh, do and keep that in mind and try and find one that you fit in but at the same time my artsy side it's like it's an inner battle with myself because I see things and I see images of things and I just kind of do what I want to do. And I don't know if you guys have seen, um, I don't have the previews up of it anymore. I'm going to shell them out eventually, but I just cleaned my Twitter. So that's why you don't really see that much of what's going on or what I do, but I do artsy like music videos that are revolving around feet. And I also do, you know, just aesthetically pleasing things with feet. I don't really, I just kind of do what I want to do. And I understand when girls are coming in, they're just kind of like, sometimes they're scatterbrained and they really just don't know what to do. But to me, it's like, I have too many things that I want to do. So I can't really just put myself in one niche or focus on just one niche because I'm going to think of something one minute and then 30 minutes later, I'm going to think of something else and I'm going to really want to do that thing. So Mm -hmm. I found that trying to constrain myself, even with my aesthetic. That's why I hate that you have to have an aesthetic, but you do. Um, I hate that it's like you have to put yourself in this box that you're comfortable in. Because if you're too all over the place, people aren't really going to know how to look at you. And they're not going to really know how to approach you. So I'm not against niches. If you can fit in a niche, do it. Run with it. Go with it. Whatever is getting you traction if you accidentally, because that's how even I got my first 3,000 followers. Like a lot of people don't know when I started foot modeling, um, I was on Twitter previously and one of my posts went viral a little bit. Um, it was a cosplay um, post and it was Black Hole Chan when that whole thing was going on. Um, it low-key went a little viral and I got 3,000 followers in like one or two months. And I wasn't even posting like consistent cosplay content. That's crazy I was like 3,000 followers on anything I've never I've never had that so um 
Yeah, it was just, it was weird. So, I mean, run with it. I didn't know that at that time I should have took that momentum and freaking ran with it. That's when I should have ran with it. I ran too late with it. Um, but whatever it is that you get traction with, do that. Even if it's not necessarily a niche, a stereotypical niche or anything, just do whatever it is that gets you traction. And that's why it's kind of like me for right now. I'm kind of shooting in the dark until something works because nothing has stuck yet. Nothing has stuck. And I've, I've tried. There's been a lot of things that I've tried and I've gotten. I'll listen to people. I'll ask people. I'll be like, what do you want to see? What do you like? What, what is this? And I, I did a poll on my OnlyFans and I was like, hey, what do you guys want to see? I just threw up a bunch of categories. People voted on them. The most voted video was heels. And I noticed throughout my whole time of doing feet modeling, people have been asking me, do heels. And I was like, okay, well, I got these pleasers now. Let me do this. So I did. It was beautiful. The video was beautiful. And not a single soul bought it or even appreciated it. No compliments, no nothing. Everything came from the foot models. Not, not from the buyers or the consumers. And I advertised the F out of that video when it came out. I advertised it so hard and nothing. And yeah. Yeah, I, that really um, kind of brings me to another topic that we didn't really... I wasn't really planning on asking you, but um, ask me. I've, ta- I've, ta- yeah, I'm gonna. I've talked about this with other people, and it's definitely part of my journey. Is like the emotional roller coaster. I mean, does that impact you? The the disappointment of like you've created something amazing, and then it kind of just sits there unappreciated. That's exactly my story of my life. Story of my journey, yeah. pretty much. It's it's frustrating and it really screws with my productivity throughout the day. Like Mm -hmm. I still, in spite of, you know, things not being well received, I still keep going because, you know, I feel like there is potential here and I can do something with this. But, um, and I also like it as a creative outlet, but when people don't do it, it really does get to you. And actually remember when I was talking about, I was doing explicit content Mm -hmm. after I left that put me in the biggest funk knowing that I put all this work and effort into something beautiful. And I, I, I'm going to send you the link to, if you don't mind looking at it, I don't mind. No, send it to me. Yeah. There is a, there is a really pretty video that I shot anyone. There was only two people. I think that bought it. And nobody else bought it after that. And I just, I was so sad. It's so pretty. After that, I was just like, I'm so just disappointed. I I was in a funk for a really long time. I was in a funk from October till, um, shoot, March, February. I was in a funk. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was like, I'm so sad, but like with the foot modeling thing, it's, consistently every single day I have this like I just put a put a little advertisement up on on my Twitter on my Twitter right now and I'm I'm looking at the engagement on it and I'm just like ah. <laughs> so I mean it's it's not even like it's a video for sale or anything but even just like little things that are just like nobody's commenting nobody's liking really <laughs> 
yeah so I had to get used to that feeling and I have to accept that that's a part of my life now and that's a part of Twitterverse that's a a part of Instagram and dealing with everything foot model that's a part of it so I just have to deal with it oh yeah I heard that um on the podcast with toes and tattoos and miss piggy toes um they were talking about that that they put in so much like heart and soul into creating beautiful content they put it on their only fans and nobody they said nobody will even bother to like the content yeah nobody even likes it or comments i'm just like are you serious and then on top of that i want to stress if any buyers are listening to this y'all with the radio silence it needs to stop okay you need to tell us what you want to see and engage at least even if you don't buy the content just let us know that that's what you like please because we're out here in the dark like I don't know what these people want to see and then when I ask you I had someone what was an incident the other day I went and I personally messaged everyone on my OnlyFans because I was like I don't know what content you guys want to see because the people who voted on the poll that I posted publicly are not even in my OnlyFans anymore so I was like okay current let's do another head count what do you guys want to see nobody only maybe like three people responded and two of them I already knew what they wanted the one other person that did respond I was like uh, or didn't respond saw the message um I saw that he saw the message and I was like so you just gonna read that and not say anything and he unsubscribed I was like wait a minute just for asking your opinion like that's that's where you subscribe that's where you that's where you draw the line really you don't want people asking what you want to see that's crazy that's crazy I wonder you know I've I've wondered this before I'm going to wonder it again if um you know maybe some of the foot the foot community the foot guys foot boys Mm -hmm. um if they are kind of like the the voyeur kind of lurking in the corner doesn't want to be seen or hurt, you know, kind of like wants to go unnoticed. Um, I mean, but you're subscribed to my OnlyFans. (laughs) Right. I know. I know. But I'm I'm like you. Okay. So you want some, you want content, but I'm not a mind reader. I don't know what you want to see. You got to tell me what you want to see. Like, I want to see you. <laughs> I mean, I put myself up all the time. Where's the likes? Where's the comments? I, I don't see none of that. Like, what, what are we doing? Not even in the DMs. That's private. So for you not to even respond, even in the DMs, I'm like, really? Yeah, I've heard this. I've heard this from um, just recently from Miss mm-hmm. um, Piggy Toes and Toes and Tattoos. I they... know it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a thing. It's a thing. So it's frustrating. Uh, for anyone that's subscribed to any OnlyFans or any social media, it's really nice to get some engagement, Feedback. get some likes, some like nice content, whatever comment you know you want to post out there. And I think some people are um, maybe they maybe they use their social media. They're afraid that someone in their life might see that they've liked something. Maybe there's. I'm specifically people, talking about. Only fans. That's yeah. the only thing I'm talking yeah. about because that's private. The the mm-hmm. social media I understand, like when it's like Instagram or Twitter or mm-hmm. things like that, they don't really want to give any indicators. I know that, but yeah. that's why most of their profile profiles aren't filled out and things like they don't want anything that can trace back to them. I understand that, but OnlyFans is a safe space 
It is a way for you to personally connect with the model that you've chosen to subscribe to or see or watch. And nobody can see your comments and your likes except for the people that have also subscribed to this model. And then when the model personally reaches out to you in the DMs, it's not like anybody else can see that. Nobody else sees that. Like, this is your time. This is your time to talk. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that brings us to the $5 mentality. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is something I wanted to put emphasis on. Yeah. Please. Can we all just band together? Because, okay, I know a lot of girls are just like, well, I just don't want to charge. I understand because I'm somebody who is very like, even my business ideas that I want to do, like I want an affordable makeup line. I want an affordable plus size inclusive alternative girl line. I want it for them. Even if I lose the weight, I don't care. I know what it's like to be broke and want to express yourself, but you don't feel like you fit in everywhere. And I feel like it's unfair because now that I sew, I see how much material it makes to actually make something. And it doesn't take that much more. You're not spending way more for a big girl. This should be affordable. So I get it. I understand. You want to make things affordable for people, including your content. But at the same time, you don't want to undersell yourself because as soon as you undersell yourself, that person that you sold that content to is going to go to another girl and expect her price to be the same. And I feel like that's awful that that's what they expect. But unfortunately, that is the reality. And if we all across all platforms, across all just things in general, just no matter what you do, no matter who you are, no matter what you sell, if we all just unionize and put this together and just be like, no, we are not charging $5 for anything, period. They will have no choice because everyone's doing it. They will have no choice but to pay just a few dollars more than $5 because we deserve that. We have to acknowledge that this is not just, you know, a product that you make. This is your body. This is your body. This should actually be priceless, but they don't see it that way. So we got to make it that way. So, you know, you just charge yourself the way you want to actually put yourself out. I mean, I know some girls cannot, I would personally like to charge a hundred dollars for some things, but I understand that's a little ridiculous. Just make sure that whatever you're doing, you're doing it for a reasonable price. Is Not it, over. Though, is, is $100 ridiculous? I don't. Okay. If we talk from a moral standpoint, I don't feel like $100 is ridiculous. But because we are in a competitive market, I hate to, I hate to say that, but we, we are, even though we're all friends, we are, according to the buyers, we are, you know, I can go to this girl. That's the first thing they say. Well, I can go to this girl for well, cheaper. Then go. Then go. I then know. Go. But go. I'm saying let's not even let that be an option. Let's not even let that be an option. Let's make it an even playing field for all of us. We all pretty much know that we're just above $5. Whatever our price is, we're just above $5. Because nobody, there's the amount of effort that goes into your work. That's why prices matter. You not only take that picture, you edit that picture, you market that picture, you market yourself, you deal with all the time wasters that come from that picture. You do so much work, you need to be charging more than $5 for yourself. Yeah, I agree. I agree. $5 is not. Um, nope. No, I, I mean, especially when, you know, on any 
um, cash transfer, whether you're doing um, PayPal or mm-hmm. any of it, like only if you're charging through OnlyFans. I mean, there's a chunk is going to be taken from whatever platform you use. Exactly. Um, and then you've got um, taxes, you know, we have, mm-hmm. to, pay we have to pay taxes. And that's like if you're a single parent single person with no um deduction like no deductibles if like i'm a, i'm single i don't have kids or any mm-hmm. anything like that so i pay like 30 percent of my income in taxes so you know if i sell something for 10 bucks and paypal takes a couple bucks and then the irs yep. takes another few bucks it's like what do i get at the end no way 10 bucks isn't even enough I that's mean, what i'm too saying. low i get it <laughs> that's why i'm like 100 bucks is that really too low i mean it depends good. on what you're doing so depends that's what you're doing it depends on what you're doing and then on top of that it, i hate to say this but it does depend on who you are so like my mom she's a porn star she can charge she's already charged for like a uh what was it she did it was a video of her on the beach like a custom she did like a, a custom for somebody it was only like not even 10 minutes. I don't even think the video was. And it was um, barely any nudity. But because of who she is, she can charge those prices and people, more people will be willing to pay that price. More people are willing to pay that price. If I I tried it, I wouldn't get nobody. Nobody, (laughs) I wouldn't get anybody. So be realistic is what I'm saying. I'm not saying that it's actually too much and that you shouldn't be charging 100 do assist, but acknowledge that, you know, you are canceling out a lot of people. If you're doing this for money, you're, you're trying to make an income from this. You're canceling out a lot of people by overcharging because you don't have that name behind you. Mm, yeah. Right. Well, it's the way I think about this is, mm-hmm. um, I, I, so I've, um, lived in a couple different countries teaching English as a foreign mm-hmm. language and like tutoring and there's lots of different prices on the market and I always charged like I always charged like double the like average price you know Mm -hmm. like I would charge outrageous prices people's like jaws would drop when I would say oh yeah I charge you know whatever in in that economy whatever it was in that country and um and I kind of have the same thinking with with foot modeling as I did with that which is you know, you can go get a $7 haircut or a $70 haircut. And if you're a hairstylist, which, which hairstylist do you want to be? I mean, personally, I want to be doing the $70 haircuts. Mm-hmm. And I, so, I understand. I agree with that too. <laughs> and so whether it's like, you know, teaching a language or foot modeling or whatever I'm doing, given haircuts, like I want to be the top shelf. I want to perfect my skills I want to be the best at it I want to build relationships and reputation my reputation and earn that level um you know that's my goal that's my target I agree yeah no I agree if you definitely want to I'm not discouraging anybody who wants to do that go ahead and do it but I have to think about it for my situation I'm not financially comfortable I'm not like I'm just gonna put that out there now and it may come back to bite me in the butt later. I don't care. I am not financially comfortable. Okay. If I had the choice to just, you know, put my prices at whatever. And when, you know, even if people feel like it's outrageous, I would do it. But, you know, I, I am coming from a standpoint of I am trying to make a career out of this. And I can't, I, but I can't, you know, undersell myself either. 
So I'm like, just put it in the middle because that way it's like, you're not underselling yourself, but you're not um, overpricing yourself either because that's less likely for buyers to buy from you. And I know even if you do put your prices higher, you're going to get loyal people and people who are definitely going to buy from you. They must really want it from you because they, they are paying that, they are paying that tag. But for someone like me, if you're coming at it from my perspective, I, it's not a good idea to over, 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 over price. Well, right. You have to look at the market and just kind of decide. I agree. Overpricing, you know, pricing yourself beyond what, what the market feels you're worth or what you feel you're worth is probably not a great idea. But at the same time, mm-hmm. people do it like from, uh, from a psychological perspective. Um, I have a, I have a bachelor's degree in psychology. The, there is in marketing, there is a thing where people tend to perceive more expensive things as more desirable. Mm-hmm. And true. so, yeah, so I think basically there's a sweet spot, right? If you overprice, you you know, it's just no one can afford it or it people think I'm not going to pay that much for that. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. If you if you underprice, people kind of think, "Oh, it's a dime a dozen. It's cheap. It's there's it's not special or it's But not- there's too much of that, and that's why I'm and that's why I'm saying like no, everyone should because that way it raises it, it elevates, you know, that that mentality it makes it so they have to realize that we're way we're worth more than that we are that's why i'm saying everybody should do it over because we we need to make these people understand that we are people we have bills to pay you are wasting our time if you're not buying anything and on top of that this is this is us this is us a human I'm just saying, I, I, yeah, that's what I feel like. We, we, we have to change that. That's something we have to change. The reason they feel that way is because of the girls that underprice themselves. So I just want everyone to be, we're above this. We're above this little thing. So, yeah, and I, I, I can get on board with that. No more $5 stuff. Um, yeah. But what would you say the minimum price should be? What would you set it at? I mean, because I hear you kind of saying, like, don't go too low, but then don't go too high. Mm-hmm. So where would you price like a photo set or something so personal experience um my price list um when I first started was apparently too much so I was charging for one picture twenty dollars for me personally I don't feel like that's too much but I've noticed from the revenue that I actually got from that menu it was actually nothing It, it was like only a few people bought and not very often so, um, yeah, it just was not working when I actually put my prices back down. So now for one picture, it's $10 and for a custom photo set, five pictures, custom photo set is 55. <laughs> so I'm like, I had to, I had to, I had to think about it and I had to put it in the middle, even though it's lower than what I would actually want. It's more of a compromise. It's like. I'm still above five dollars, but I'm not to the I'm not to the point where people won't pay for me because mm-hmm. yeah. So I that's un- unfortunately I wish people were willing to pay more for me, but I have to be realistic um, from what I've seen myself, 
And that's, unfortunately, I can't charge a bunch. Um, so for me, $10 for, per, actually, I'll read off my menu. I don't even care. Where's... Yeah, read it. Read us your menu. Let's, yeah. Let's order some customs. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to, like, throw out there, too. As you're My customs are generous. This. I don't know why people are not buying my customs. Well, I feel like if you're doing, like, any kind of cosplay or any, co- I mean, I feel like if you're doing a lot of, like, special costumes, Cosplay I mean, is there's, not like, a well lot received. Cheap- yeah, really? No, for not for okay. me. Not for me. That's so interesting. I know. I feel, like, I feel like, you know, you can do a set of, like, pictures. Um, I don't really I don't really do a whole lot of pictures, but you, you know, you can do photos mm-hmm. um, or videos, whatever. But as soon as you start introducing props and special like locations or, you know, then all of a sudden your, your cost of just creating the photos goes up. Right. Right. You but... have to like pass that cost along to your customer when they start asking for special kinds of footwear or stockings mm-hmm. or a, lo- a special location, or they want certain kinds of things. Um, like for me, when I do crushing, um, like a lot of crush fetish, either like I crush things with my car or I crush things with my feet. And sometimes there's like certain things they want crushed and they can be kind of expensive. Like those items, you know, are you there? Have I lost you? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Oh, now I can hear you. Yeah. Okay, so I have to put this in. Oh. Hello? Uh, I'm still here. Okay. Oh, I had okay. to put you I had to put you in split screen because anytime I leave Twitter, it, it okay. Anyways. So yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Yeah, the more that you add in and depending on what it is, it yeah, you do have to charge more. The thing is, is when you do cosplay, like for me in my experience. I don't have access to like a bunch of um, cosplays that I can just, you know, throw out that people are going to recognize and, and love and things like that. So it's like, I have to work with what I have and what I have so far, it hasn't been really well received too much because people are just not interested, I guess. Maybe I'm not seeing the right people or whatever, but anytime I post any type of cosplay pictures, they never do as well as when I just post my feet. And I don't know why that is. That's just my experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Um, so uh, yeah, it is kind of surprising to me, but read me your menu, your prices. Okay. So my pictures, one individual picture is $10. One of my pre-made videos is $15. Um, my custom pictures are $20 each. And my custom videos the base price is $25 and you get three minutes automatically. Anytime you um, add things on, um, like you want me to say your name or you want me to um, have like, if you wanted me to do like a, like a somebody requested one time a foot job with whipped cream or things like that, I charge for that more. And it, depending on what it is, I may charge $5, I may charge $10. And I feel like I have the right to do that because only I can say what I will do this for. So it it depends. And then each additional minute, say if you want the video to be longer than three minutes, um, it's $5 per minute. But I'm my base price initially is 25 minimum. Um, my video chats 
are $2 per minute and I have a minimum of 10 minutes, which means I'm not getting on for five minute calls um, or, or one minute calls because I get that a lot. No, you're going to buy at least $20. So you're 10 minutes for sure. Um, my bundles that I have, I have three pictures and one video for 35. Um, and then I have five pictures and two videos for 45. And if you want a custom picture set, it's five pictures for $55, which is a pretty good discount considering my custom pictures are $20. <laughs> I feel like your prices are really reasonable and kind of standard. I don't think they're too high at all. Um, they're not now. They're yeah, not and now. I don't, I definitely don't think that they're, they're too low. Like, um, I'm looking at Twitter right now and someone's offering, um, this promotion, like an album of six photos for $8, mm. um, mm. or like five to 10 minute videos for $8 or something. And I'm just no. thinking, no, or four dollars or something. I don't know. It's can't really quite tell from this graph. I saw it's... someone do eight, like eighty, like a hundred, or I can't remember what it was. I want to say like in the hundreds, hundreds of pictures for just eighty dollars. And I was like, yo, considering how many pictures you have, uh, you got to charge a little more than that. Like, well, here's something crazy though. Okay, so I'm looking at my OnlyFans and I have three hundred and as as of right now, three hundred and forty-three videos mm-hmm. and hundred and fifty-two photos on there. Mm-hmm. Three hundred and forty-three videos. Um most of my videos are gonna be at the minimum like two minutes, but a lot of them are like ten to thirty minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um some of them are in like the seven to eight minute range, but I mean a lo- I have a lot of like long videos. Um, Mm -hmm. and I post daily, I post like two to six videos a day. Wow. And every day, like 30, 31 days. All I'm just hearing is you're amazing. I would totally subscribe to your OnlyFans. And I charge $4.99 a month currently. So for, for the low, low price of $4.99, you can see everything. You can see all of my past content and know that like after, like in, in a month, I will probably have uploaded a hundred new videos a month. I I don't want to come off as this me telling you what to do or anything like that. But me personally, I'm just going to come from a me personally standpoint of view because I know my mom actually does 30 minute videos and things like that. But what she does is she um, she has her um, five or six minute videos that she'll post on OnlyFans. And now she has her website with Model Centro that you can subscribe for $12.99 to be able to purchase the full extended version. So like mm. if you, you can subscribe to her OnlyFans for $12.99 and that's going to be, you know, the five, six minute videos and things like that. And those are still nice videos, but if you want the full version, you got to go subscribe to her, her website and be able to purchase those individual videos. That makes sense. You're kind of integrate. She integrates OnlyFans as kind of part of a sales funnel. And I do feel like my price is kind of like way too low, but I, you know, I haven't been doing this very long. So I'm, I do intend at some point to reorganize my, how my, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of restructure things, but that's, I feel like it's a, it's a no brainer. It's an amazing deal. It really Um, is. Honestly, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like I give so much value. Yes, today. you do. I, I filmed right before our podcast. I filmed two customs, and then I went live on OnlyFans just to like you know give a little give give them some leftovers from my customs. And You're, do literally You're literally amazing. You're literally amazing. You're literally amazing. And I went live on Instagram as well, and was like, I'm about to to record a podcast with gothic waifu go follow her so but not that many people were watching it's like the middle of the week um mm-hmm. you know in the yeah. morning people are at work or whatever right whatever they're doing but yeah I feel like I give a really a lot of value um my niche is pretty um pretty specific I think you know yeah. it's not like it's not universally appealing but for me it works um, I, I would rather have fewer followers that tip really well and um, who are generous and appreciative and really into what I do than just have like just a bunch of freeloaders, really. I mean, I, I, I feel like the, the $4.99 a month is basically just kind of a, a way to weed people out who um, are just never going to ever spend a dime on mm-hmm. me. And I mean, those people are great to have on social media. I'm not like I, you know, you don't have to pay me to um, support. Yeah, to to give love and and enjoy my content. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, it does take a lot of time and money to create this stuff. I I work on it every single day. I I create content, upload videos every single day, and I do a lot of pedal pumping, which involves cars, and cars are expensive and I have a, um, I, I do a lot of videos in my boyfriend's car. Um, he has a 1984 Porsche 944. Oh, wow. And it's, I mean, it's an old car, but it's still a Porsche. So like parts are expensive and it Mm -hmm. breaks down all the time. And, um, I, I drive a, a very cute, small, um, BMW that I love and it's, you know, it's a BMW. It's expensive. Like, yeah, people want me to crank it. And I'm like, you know how much a new starter is going to cost for that thing? Like, <laughs> yeah, my gosh. So I, um, I definitely, you know, and I'm driving people, you know, I'm driving around or revving the engine, the car, you know, there's gas. There's, it's just, it's a lot. Car maintenance and dealing with cars is, is a thing. And I, and I do these every single day. So, so yeah, I feel like, Dang! On OnlyFans is such a deal. So yeah, it is. While it's hot, because I, you know, my prices will go up. They will. Yeah, yeah. I can't keep doing it like for this for this cost, especially when um, taxes come around, and I realize like of that four ninety nine, I end up with like you know a dollar in my pocket or something. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like I don't know what they know. I know. I know. I hear it. I hear it. But I hear you. the truth is I I'm doing this because I mean, yes, I God, it would be amazing to be able to make a living wage, you know, mm-hmm. pedal pumping and doing full content. That would be a dream come true. But I'm doing this also because I'm kind of hooked. I'm kind of like I feel like I'm kind of addicted to it. I can't I think stop. Definitely, like, I yeah. It. I love yeah. it. And and I just I love the community. I love like creating my content. I love coming up with ideas. Like it just, it puts so much wind in my sails that I don't want to stop. I'll, you know, I mean, honestly, I'd do it for free, but like it does take up a huge chunk of my day and I do need to like pay my rent. So, right. (laughs) 
right. uh, but it's fun and I love it. So having said all that, I think we should wrap things up um, pretty soon because we've gone way, way over an hour. Like, we're almost we're an hour. hour third, yeah. 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 So well, do you have any like closing remarks or anything else you want uh, to share before we go? Ah. Uh, Really, it would just be, um, please make sure that you understand that it's it's kind of like supporting a YouTuber. Um, you know, yeah. it's it's cool. You subscribe to their channel, you know, you watch all their videos and, and, and things like that. And even um, just small tips really help. They, they really do. And I know I keep dragging this to the money, but it really is important. Like, I don't want you guys to feel like, we don't appreciate you as fans. We do. But the entitled people that be coming in our DMs, y'all need to quit. <laughs> this is this is what this is. It's not only, I mean, we love what we do. If we didn't love what we did, of course we wouldn't be doing it. But we're doing it because we like it and because, you know, hey, it's another way that I can I can monetize myself. And whether that's big money or little money or or whatever it's 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 an art form and i feel like people don't understand that it's an art form please understand that this is an art form this is ourselves we are real people we do matter and for you guys to feel so entitled that we just don't we don't deserve anything that's awful for the people who do actually support us even if it is just liking our um tweets even if it is retweeting us because that helps too that puts us to another market so thank you for retweeting. Thank you for supporting. The free supporters, thank you for supporting. You do help in your own way. Um, but please make sure that you understand that we are people too. Tips do help. When you do buy content, it directly helps us. It Tip directly helps us. Yes. Tip your models. Tip your it, models. It definitely is an amazing feeling to like get that notification on your phone, even if it's five bucks. Like, it's yeah. just it's like oh my gosh thank you so much for like the the thoughtfulness the generosity mm-hmm. like like putting the putting money where your mouth is you know like somebody tipped me a dollar and guess could... what you know that person got a whole photo set for a dollar why because it is the thought that counts and it's not every I've day that, that I get tipped I've heard that from so many models they say oh my gosh the guys who tip me get tons of free stuff I just send them yes yes you are truly the treasure bro (laughs) yeah yeah and and it doesn't even really seem to matter what the tip amount is it's just the fact that's the gesture and it means so much to models so guys go tip your gals whoever you know foot people go tip your models show them some love it doesn't yes. you don't have to be rich to tip a couple yes bucks. you know um we appreciate it so much yeah and thank you I so think, much yeah. gothic waifu for coming you can have me back on here if you want oh my gosh. anytime i would love that and if um you know anyone that's listening if you want more of gothic waifu go check out her youtube she's got a lot of cool videos you can see her beautiful face there too thank um, you yeah and and um all of your advice you have a lot of good advice videos i think we covered a lot today here too. yeah so, so really my youtube stuff my Twitter, my Instagram, my OnlyFans, because I have one. It's $5.99 right now. Um, you get a lot of nice content. Not, a, you know, hey, there's not heck of videos. There's not heck of pictures, but they are nice what's there. 
it's quality a one baby so yes (laughs) yeah gothic waifu on everything you can find me gothic with two c's underscore waifu anything google it (laughs) you will find (laughs) me thank you so much it was an absolute pleasure talking with you let's do this again yes definitely thank you Bye. bye